0: has something in their life that can be a stressor, but some people deal with their situations in more positive ways in order to take control. It's not difficult. You can do this too. Welcome to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully with your host, Rusty Williams. In this program, you'll learn how using hypnosis and mindfulness can lessen the stress and strengthen your life. Now, here is Rusty Williams.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wednesday, another one of what we're calling in this little show of ours, Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if it's not your first time joining us, well, thanks for coming back, tuning back in. Um, And don't forget, check out our website, njhypnosistraining.com. You can send me emails there. You can also send me a direct email at 13.rwilliams.com. At Gmail and check our Facebook page, where you can also find information on what we're doing with the show, uh, hypnotic and mindfulness topics in general. That's NJ Hypnosis Training. Now, if you remember last week, we devoted most of that show, all of that show actually, to learning different guided imagery and visualization visualization techniques. Well, I think today we're going to devote the show on discussing the elephant in the room. The Topic on everyone's mind, the issue that is affecting the entire world. You know, again, last week we talked about the benefits of guided imagery, of visualization, and we even practiced some very simple techniques that you can do on your own. Today we're going to get more specific and we're going to talk about how hypnosis and mindfulness can strengthen our immune system, benefit our overall health, and help ease anxiety and fear and stress. And we know from research, and there's a a ton of research out there, thousands and thousands of peer-reviewed journal articles that show that hypnosis and mindfulness have a positive impact on the quality of, of our life physically, that is our physical well-being, as well as our emotional quality of life or our mental state. And today, we're fortunate to be joined by a very special guest, someone who's had a a significant impact on the world of mindfulness and hypnosis for professionals and laypeople alike. Today, we're joined by Mark Terrell. Mark is a, has been a psychotherapist and hypnotist for more than 20 years and has trained more than 2,000 people in psychotherapy. Among other things, he offers mindfulness seminars and runs two online companies, Uncommon Knowledge and Hypnosis Downloads. And Mark's reputation and expertise has pulled him all over the world, teaching people how to lift depression, cure phobias, heal trauma, and so much more. Mark, it's a pleasure to welcome
2: you to the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Rusty, and uh, thank you very much for having me.
1: And I would imagine our, our listeners are going to figure out that you might not be... Coming to us live from the United States. Where where are you right now?
2: Uh, well, I'm I'm in a very sort of uh, small offshore state called the United Kingdom, <laughs> there which <you> go. is <laughs> subsidiary of, of the USA. Um, I'm I'm down here in the south of of England um, in the UK.
1: And I would I would imagine that y- your part of the world has been experiencing what we're experiencing. Basically, everything shut down. Um, A lot of fear, a lot of concern that's warranted, but a lot of fear that is probably hyped up and not very healthy.
2: Well, it's um, amazing, Rusty. There's an old 1973 sci-fi book called Panic O'Clock in which a a virus infects everybody with panic and the whole world has a panic attack and uh, start to do all kinds of self-destructive things. And I'm, I'm kind of reminded of that old novel, It's almost as if it's come true. So we have the virus itself, of course, but also panic spreads um, incredibly quickly, almost at the speed of light, you know, and um, I was in London the other day and the streets were deserted and it was like a sci-fi post-apocalyptic kind of thriller. Um, But, you know, all too true, of course, and it is amazing um, how things have so quickly changed everywhere. Yeah,
1: this whole new normal is something that we're going to get used to for a while,
2: right? Yeah, and, absolutely.
1: and before we go any further, in the interest of full disclosure, my life is an open book, as my listeners know. I want you to know uh, that not only have I invited Mark on as a guest, but I am also, Mark, I hate to do this to you, but I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been following Mark almost since I was certified as a hypnotist. You know, when, when you get certified as a hypnotist. It's by one of the many certifying organizations out there, and you go between 80 and 100 hours of training, both theory and practical, contextual hypnosis, if you will, and then you're certified. But there's really no internship. There's really no mentor. Well, we find mentors, but there's not an internship where you... Are trained, you know, the the real training, the real learning, I should say, begins after we get out of school, right? So I remember after I was certified and my first client made an appointment and I thought, oh, man, it wasn't smoking. And every hypnosis course that you go to teaches at least how to deal with smoking clients because that's what – most of us at least think of one of the things hypnotists do. And I remember going online and thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to find this? Well, the first thing I did is I bought this big book that has a red cover that's probably two inches. It's kind of like the hypnotist Bible. I'm sure Mark knows what I'm referring to. Absolutely. But it was, it, it, it's fairly <clears throat> outdated, although there is some good information there. And I thought, oh, this does, this just isn't my, these aren't my words. This isn't how I talk. This isn't what I learned. So I went online and I searched. And one of the first websites I found was Mark's website, Hypnosis Downloads. And I remember thinking, "Ah, oh, this guy's on to something. <laughs> so I want to let everyone know that not only am I honored to have Mark on as a guest right now, that I'm also one of his customers. I am a, a member, I guess, a subscriber um, to Mark's um, Uncommon Knowledge, where he offers um, hypnosis I would say scripts, but I, I hate using that word for for our listeners. But ways to practice. Not only that, but audios that that anyone can listen to. And Mark, here's what I want to share with you. I think I shared last week that I I've made um, some audio recordings available, and one of those is to boost the immune system. And this, I did this for one specific, well, one major reason. I I wanted to do it with everything that's going on in the world right now, and if we can boost our immune system. And I saw Mark had a Facebook post, I believe it was last week, that he's going to listen to his own recording of that. (laughs) But I had my wife, and those of you who have been listening know my wife has been going through a lot of medical issues. She's been hospitalized eight times since September. She's had two major surgeries. And one of the problems has been a recurring infection that they just haven't been able to isolate, and she's been on home IV antibiotic infusions for over a month now. And this is the fourth time that she's gone through this round since September. Uh, Mark, I had her listen to your recording. Here's what is amazing her blood work, they check inflammation markers and things like that. After within a week, it was within that week of listening to Mark's audio recording of. I think it's Strengthen or Boost Your Immune System. I'm not sure the exact uh, title of it. Her, she had blood work done within that week. For the first time, her inflammation markers came down. So, Mark, I, I need to thank you. Uh, right well, that, up, I know that, my wife feels the same way.
2: Well, that's wonderful to hear, Rusty. And I'm, I'm really pleased um, that it's been so helpful for your wife. It, and, and it's, I, it's, yeah, no, that's great to hear. And I'm thank sure
1: you. other people are going to benefit from it as well. So... Why don't we just get started? Let's just jump right in, Mark. So let's start with, I'm going to put, well, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but let me put you on the spot. Let's start with a yes, no question, and <laughs> maybe we'll let that be the foundation for the rest of our time together. Here's the question. Okay. Can hypnosis and mindfulness help people during this pandemic?
2: Um. Well, I think the answer's got to be yes, absolutely, Um. as we know panic is an endemic in itself alongside the viral endemic or pandemic and um, as we also know there are certain things which compromise the immune system i'm not going to suggest that hypnosis or mindfulness can on their own um, prevent us getting infected if we're exposed to the virus because the immune system has yet to identify the virus. You know, as you know, the immune system is incredible. It can um, identify about 9 billion antigens, you know, 9 billion intruders, um, but the COVID-19 isn't yet one of them that our immune systems have built up a resilience toward. And as as you also know, there's no vaccine yet. Um, But if we do get infected, then we certainly need to have as powerful an immune system as possible. And we know that stress, prolonged stress particularly, um, and poor sleep and irregular sleep all greatly compromise the immune system. So absolutely um, staying calm and practicing hypnotic techniques and mindfulness will help us. There's also, you mentioned research at the beginning, Rusty, and there's also some um, famous research from Washington State University, um, which demonstrated that hypnosis could boost um, certain um, defense cells, B cells and T cells uh, within the um, innate immune system above and beyond just relaxation. So some people were given suggestions purely to relax in, in, in hypnosis. And others were given suggestions to produce more um, antibodies uh, and, in effect, have a more powerfully working immune system. And they found that those who were in in the second category did, in fact, have more immunity after the hypnotic session. So it, it seems to be that hypnosis, or the right kind of hypnosis, can help immunity above and beyond simply relaxing, which is also good for the immune system in and of itself.
1: It's interesting it's interesting that you said that. In in preparing for this morning's show, preparing for today's show, I was online last night and I use Google Scholar. I, I stay away from Google and and the, the things people post. I go to and I've I've implored my listeners, if you're going to look for research, go to a scholarly website such as Google Scholar. And Mark, it's interesting you said that. When I typed in benefits of hypnosis on the immune system last night there were 19,000 results that showed up on Google Scholar. Now that's not suggesting that all 19,000 were peer-reviewed journals; These were mentioned in obviously books and medical journals and things like that. But the schools that have researched this, in addition to, I, mean, I found the one from Washington State University, the Pennsylvania School of Medicine, and here's some from your area, the Imperial College School of Medicine in London, the Imperial College of Science in London, uh, Wright State University in Ohio, Bond University in Australia, the Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins University. So, this isn't just something that you know, some people think hypnosis and mindfulness is that woo woo type thing, and come on, can this really work? There are some major, there have been, and there, I'm sure now there will continue to be, some major, major universities and medical schools that are, are really going to start researching this and devote more time to it.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, there's hypnosis has a, has a, a long pedigree of helping physical pain. We we know that, and and also that yeah, there's research which demonstrates that healing can uh, be made more rapid um, after surgery if the um, person, the patient, is given hypnotic suggestion um, before surgery. So, you know there is a long tradition of hypnosis for pain control, especially amongst uh, dentists. interestingly enough, the dentists were some of the first professionals to to use hypnosis for um, you know the amelioration of, of physical pain um, but this immunity is really, really interesting because the study of the immune system is still relatively recent, and uh, the fact that the mind can powerfully, it seems, affect the quality of your immune response. is quite astonishing, really. You know what what you effectively hypnotically imagine can have a direct result on the workings of, of the, the most subtle workings of your body on, on a molecular level, is quite amazing.
1: And that is not just the positive impacts. That is also how we tend to hypnotize ourselves. And you talked about, you know, the the, the panic, the fear, the stress. What so, so it can also impact us, you know, what we imagine we become, what we think we become. How the impact of stress, you know, both physical stress, injury, pain, um, those kind of things, disease, but also the emotional stress. Can you just talk a little bit about how that negatively impacts, whether it's the stress hormones? Do we know how that, why that impacts the immune system in such a negative way? Why long-term stretch is so detrimental not only to yes. general, I mean, you know, the autoimmune diseases that, that are associated with it now, um, some other diseases. Is, is there, have we figured out why, or is there just a causal connection there?
2: Well, there was a, a biologist, I think, called Sapolsky, somebody, plus Sapolsky, and he um, sort of devised this um, theory that during times of fight or flight you know so which is basically for when a lion comes towards you that's what it's really for fight or flight in the wilds in 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 raw nature um certain things get switched on like um you know uh Obviously, adrenaline flow and your pupils uh, dilate and and, and so forth, but certain other things get switched off. All all the non-essential things get switched off. Um, For example, you don't need to be digesting food when you're fighting a lion uh, because you're trying to avoid becoming food, so um, your your, um, saliva stops in the mouth and uh, blood is, is shunted away from the stomach into the major muscles for heavy exercise. Um so all, all these all, all non essential in the moment mechanisms get sidelined during this huge stress response, including immunity you don't need to be fighting pathogens in the bloodstream when you're fighting off a lion now if if that stress is prolonged. Then, what's adaptive in the short term because only what you need to survive in the moment is is made readily available what what's adaptive in the short term switching off of these other other mechanisms, including sex drive as well you know and sleep you know you, you don't need to be snoozing when you're being finding off a line you don't need to be sexually <laughs> excited <laughs> when, when a lion is coming towards you although it might put the line off um so all all these things get sidelined in 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 the emergency which is great you don't want you don't want to be thinking about sex or food or sleeping when you're in a life or death situation but in the long term if that stress is prolonged then sleep sex drive as well so in some cases and also immunity can be compromised and that seems to be why stress so what's adaptive in one context you know in the wider context of increased time becomes maladaptive, you know. And we know that depressed people tend to get, or, or long-term depressed people tend to get s- physically sicker. And there does seem to be a correlation between cortisol levels, stress levels in a depressed person. in I was just going to ask you
1: about yeah. the stress hormones.
2: Yeah. So so, so the cortisol seems to, um, which again is an adaptive response, is an adaptive chemical. We need it um, in times of emergency. But in the long, in the long term, it damps down our our natural sort of health providing, if you like, um, physical responses. And that's what seems to compromise our immunity. If we're anxious and feeling under threat and depressed for a long time, which is why relaxation and, and, you know, hypnotic relaxation, especially can be, um, can counteract that.
1: So we're talking a two-fold process here we we turn down where we turn off where we stop the flow of the stress hormone cortisol we, we mm-hmm. stop the stress so that's one way that we feel better that we the immune system help because it's not being there's not all the stress being dumped into our, our bodies and our brains and especially our minds but then the, the second half of that the other side of the coin seems to be that Using relaxation techniques, using uh, mindfulness techniques, especially hypnotic relaxation techniques and guided imagery and visualization also help the mind create what we tell it to create in, in within our body. So it's really a two-pronged approach, it seems, the benefits of mindfulness and hypnosis.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The relaxation in and of itself, as I said, is is highly valuable for the body. Um, but then it seems to be that sort of visualizing, um, the immunity working better, um, seems to, in many cases, bring that about, you know, so, so I, i have been working with a woman who, who's got terminal cancer via Skype. I've been working with her and, um, certainly making suggestions for her immunity to attack the cancer cells. And I, I'm not, and again, I'm not suggesting that you can cure cancer through hypnosis or that this is, you know, or, or that. The fact that she's doing well is mean, purely down to hypnosis or anything like that. But it, it, you know, it's certainly worth doing these things because we know that, um, you know, we know this in everyday life. You know, if you imagine the time that you were really embarrassed, you can blush even when you're on your own. You know, so you've had a, a major physiological response. Blood has gone to the face <laughs> just right. because you're recalling something that's embarrassing. So, you know, it happens all the time in everyday life. And certainly hypnotically you can influence the body to a great degree it seems through visualization
1: maybe we can pick up on that we're up against a break right now maybe on the, okay. maybe on the other side of this break we can pick up on that and and talk more about the positive you know we've we've mentioned enough about the, the negative part of it we yeah. don't want to this you know we don't want to do negative goal setting right but maybe maybe we can talk now and turn our attention when we come back to the positive ways that we can and maybe some of the ways some simple things our listeners can do on their own Um, to help relax and even benefit their overall health when we come back so does that sound fair great that sounds all right (laughs) we'll be right back after these short words from voice America
0: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics.
2: Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
0: you're listening to thinking hypnotically living mindfully to reach the program today you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd rather send rusty an email his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com now back to thinking hypnotically living mindfully
1: All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're joined today by Mark Terrell. And Mark, before we go any further, um, how can our listeners find you? Um, Where can they follow you? How can they contact you if they want to?
2: Okay. Well, we have um, a hypnosisdownloads.com Facebook page. And um, also, there's support on our um, website, hypnosisdownloads.com, um, so that's probably the best way. Practitioners, uh, I have a blog every week that comes out um, under Uncommon Knowledge, um, which you can uh, find us very easily on, and you can subscribe to that free newsletter as well if, you, if you're if you interested. Um, but yeah, those are the ways. Otherwise, it's a question of coming to the UK and, and uh, actually finding me.
1: And I guess right now trying to get air travel to the UK. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that's, that's not easy. There, there are no that's, that's planes not, in the skies.
1: There right. you go. Yeah, that, and you know what? That is so eerie. I, I, we, we have two dogs and I take them for walks. You know, they get their, their exercise three, four, if it's a nice day, five, six, seven times a day. Huh. And looking up, we are about, we're right under the, the, um, the flight path, if you will, for Philadelphia International Airport. So we're in, in the flight pattern, and the planes fly over our house before they make a left turn for the base leg and then another left turn, final approach down into, into Philly. And it is eerie that there's no noise, the the sound of jets, it's, it's really reminiscent of 9-11 here in the U.S. when, yeah. you know, there was no planes in the air, and it, it is eerie, right? There is no, no air travel. Mm. Um, so that is weary. well, let's, let's now switch. We, we said before the break that we're going to, we're going to switch and we're going to go from how stress is bad for us and all that stuff. Now we're going to, we're going to go with what we can do and, and the positive things, because this is thinking hypnotically, living mindfully and what we think we become. So I don't want to spend too much time on the negative, negative side of this and give ourselves negative self suggestions. So here's, you, you talked about visualization, I think, and guided imagery and how that's, how that's, that's beneficial. You, and you have you come from two different, I guess, obviously backgrounds or mindsets. One is a psychotherapist, and one is a hypnotist. First of all, is it you have the benefit of combining those two you know with the knowledge that that me as as a layperson who became a hypnotist, doesn't have. is there Is there one that works better than the other when it comes to guided imagery? visualization um is that used in psychotherapy
2: and uh, certainly by some psychotherapists the way i tend to see it is that hypnosis is a delivery system for psychotherapeutic um, approaches making them more powerful in many cases if that makes sense um you, you know so you will be doing psychotherapy with with the people that you see rusty you know, whatever you call it, it's just semantics. Um, and you'll be using hypnosis to affect psychotherapeutic outcomes with them in a positive sense. So to me, if you're skilled in hypnotic language patterns and you're experienced in hypnosis, then any guided visualization you do with your clients will be all that much more powerful, um, because you're, you know, schooled in that way. Um, that yes, absolutely. If, if, um, Guided visualization can be used with clients for, in psychotherapy, then they're much more likely to engage in behaviors which are beneficial for them. You know, there's some research that showed that um, visualizing, um, seeing yourself do something that you want to do, for example, exercising every day or whatever it might be, um, from the outside, from a third person perspective, is more powerful than imagining it from, a, from an internal perspective, which is really interesting because we need to, you know, we need to sort of take research into account perhaps in our field more than more more than in most fields um and you know so if we can get people motivated to do things quite naturally which are really really good for them to be doing for themselves seeing
1: seeing ourselves doing the activity from that third person perspective as as, as opposed to just imagining that, that there i'm doing it there's a lot of benefit to that
2: that, that's right, and, and also um, imagining or visualizing or hypnotically experiencing or pre-experiencing, if you like, the steps toward doing something that you want to be doing is much more powerful than simply visualizing the end result. You know, um, in, fa- in fact, um, in another piece of research, people who were just encouraged to visualize uh, having a million dollars or having having the dream partner or whatever were less likely to to actually. Um, get to where they wanted to be, whereas if somebody visualized the steps they needed to take in order to um, meet somebody or to make money or, or to, um, you know, uh, study it for a degree, for example, and uh, they were much more likely to achieve the end result. So the steps, you know, not only visualizing the steps along the way r- rather than just the end result is really important when you're dealing with this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So... Here comes a question, and maybe this is, this is just me to you, but hey, everyone's listening. So make believe you're just eavesdropping on Mark and I for a minute. Do, do you work when, with people, or at least have you found more positive, more, be more, to be more beneficial, to picture the end result first and then imagine, and then go back and imagine the steps that you will have gotten there? <laughs> oh. Or do you start from, from the first step and then work towards that end result? Well, that's, that's and this is leading up to something. That's why That's why I'm asking. Uh, I,
2: it's a really good question. Um, and I think that I tend to do the first way. I tend to have people, you know, because you need to clarify goals. What is it the person wants? And then what sure. will that feel like? What will it look like? What will you look like to other people once you've arrived at that? And then you can go back. How did you get there? So, you know, we can use uh, hypnotic progression. We can um, progress people in time uh hypnotically, so that they can look back, um, you know, so say we progress them to three weeks in the future and then they look back at the past three weeks, how did they get to where they are now? What were the steps they took? Which, of course, are still in the future, in real time, if you like, Uh, is an extremely effective way. I I used to run a workshop and we'd do an exercise and um, we'd have somebody who had a goal, be it to run a marathon or to write a novel or whatever it was, produce music, and we'd have them sort of... um, come to the front of the room and make believe they'd already achieved that. So it was two years time. And then they had to pretend or make believe to the rest of the group that they had achieved this. And then the rest of the group would ask them very specific questions like how many hours a week did you um, spend writing this novel? Um, How many publishers did you approach this and that? And the person had to make believe and be as convincing as possible the whole time. So what they were doing is building a blueprint in the mind, um, which is very specific as well as aspirational. To, toward the end result, and um, you know we can do this more hypnotically than that, but that was that was almost a role playing exercise, but I used hypnosis with it as well, so you know I would use a bit of hypnosis with the person so that they really began to feel that they'd achieved that already, but right. then they'd look back at the at the path they took to achieve this hypnotic sort of... Uh, and sometimes they'd they, they feel that actually it wasn't right for them because they didn't want to spend so long away from their family doing this or, they, you know, they actually saw things they hadn't really seen before. But a, a lot of the time when people get back in contact with us a year later or a couple of years later and say that they had actually achieved what they wanted to and it felt really natural when they did that.
1: that is, so it's not just visualizing the end goal, it's the specific steps to get there that are just as important.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And if not more or,
1: important. If, if not more, right, because you know yeah. the spe- specific, specificity of it is what really makes it become real.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so we started the show by talking about the fear. Uh, it's interesting that the word panic is in pandemic, if you will. <laughs> um, what Do you have any suggestions and any, any thoughts on how, and, and included to in me, I mean, you know, my wife is immunocompromised. Um, so we're kind of self quarantined here because uh, you know we're limiting everything. We don't we don't want any you know her immune system. While it, it the, everything has gone up, she's still getting the the infusions just until yeah. they come. In fact, they're supposed to come out tonight and make a determination based on the blood work whether the the IV line comes out or it stays in. So you know we're we're concerned. Are there are there steps we can take? Are there any simple techniques that we can use to help alleviate the fear, the panic, the stress, and we'll flip that around and talk about the positive side of it. Is there anything we can do to learn to become more relaxed in the future, to become calmer, to become more at peace? And maybe even, to, you know, this is a time I think that a lot of us feel that we've lost control.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
1: mentioned, you know, this nor- new normal. And I know, whether you're a control freak or not, the idea when we feel out of control is very stressful. Are there things you have suggestions? And it doesn't. I'm not asking for specific <clears throat> techniques yet. Maybe we'll, we'll have time for that. But is there anything you can suggest to our listeners that they can see themselves in the future and then work their way back to get there to feel more relaxed, feel more peaceful, feel more confidence in themselves in, in things like that? Is there anything you can offer?
2: Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I mean, firstly, in in a more general sense, uh, maintaining a routine, having a routine is extremely important for maintaining a sense of control. And we all need, whether we're control freaks or not, we all need a sense of control and autonomy as if we can influence things to at least some degree. So maintaining that is extremely important, whether it's simply getting up at the same time every day. Um, And, you know, watering the plants, having an exercise regime, perhaps, or getting in contact with loved ones at a certain time, uh, writing a journal on a daily basis. But, you know, if you're not able to go to work, not able to do the things you normally do, then it's very important to exchange one routine for another you know, and uh, I mean, so you know, it's it's popular thing, or you know, routines are boring, but they're extremely important. You know, and and brakes on on cars might be boring for, for the speed speeding, uh, you know, sort of uh, racer, but um, but they're they're vital. You know, and certainly a routine is, uh, you know, gives us some containment in life and a sense of control. It's very very important, whatever your circumstances are, to get some kind of um, self direction and routine in in your life. So that so that's um, one thing, um, but also mindfulness. You know, you think, well, mindfulness is a sense of being in the present moment, and it's very easy to catastrophize. It's very easy to like panic a clock, you know, to start um, if this happens and if this happens and we have run out of food and if it spreads everywhere and, and so forth and, and so much, you know. Um, but but actually, to do an exercise of actually focusing on what's happening right now in this room. Nothing's happening, you know. Um, I can breathe deeply. I can focus on the body relaxing. Um, I can breathe rest into the palms of the hands. Um, the muscles around the face can begin to smooth over. And that's all that's happening. You know, I can listen to the sounds, of maybe some birds outside, or maybe traffic, or maybe not. And, um, you know, just focusing on the here and now is a nice corrective to the rushing ahead in the future in the imagination and um, scaring oneself. So being mindful in that way is extremely important. Doing that regularly, you know, we have something called an Ultradian rhythm every 90 minutes where the brain hemispheric dominance um, shifts from from left to right and we often feel a bit sleepier during these times. Bit more daydreaming, daydreamy, more like to have a coffee to, to try and get through the, you know. Um, but actually, taking account of that shift, that natural rhythm in the body, when you feel a bit more spaced out, actually going with it and doing a mindfulness exercise or a bit of self hypnosis will g- lower your general stress levels and help you feel much better in in the present time. Because we are all going to come through this, and we're going to be fine.
1: And that's one of the things that I've been. And I I was just, as you were talking, I wrote the word mindfulness down because, you know, the second half of the title of the show is Living Mindfully. And um, the fact that you brought mindfulness into it is just uh, phenomenal. And I love the way you just ended what you just said with, we're all going to come through this, okay. And when I think about the future, you and I would call it maybe future pacing in, in our world. When I think about... How there's going to come a time when all of us are going to look back at this moment in history. And to think, well, first of all, think of the things we've lived through just in, in my lifetime. So, some of the events of the world. This is, I can't believe the things that I've I've experienced mm. in, in, in in my life. And so I try to think about when this is over. When we are through this. And we are going to all come through this. Think about. What we've learned. Think about the strength that that we've that we learned that maybe we didn't even know we had. Think about how we came through this and all that we learned. And I really feel, I truly believe that the good in people is is going to outweigh any of of, of the hardened hearts of people in, in this world. And so, that's for me when I think of when you, when you mentioned mindfulness, I use that as kind of like my end goal as I'm going to think down the road. But then I, that allows me to come back and just focus on this moment in time right now and it's funny <laughs> as you yeah. said that, as you said about the bird I'm looking at a squirrel on a fence <laughs> outside my window as you're talking about the birds by the way so anyways I just found it interesting that as you were talking about mindfulness that that's what I was would be my suggestion as well so now you have the expertise from Mark and suggestion from me that by just even if it's just for 30 seconds just thinking I'm okay right now as long as I have my breath I'm okay right now and and the different feelings like you said how do my how do my hands feel how do my feet feel what am i what am i noticing around me and let that just kind of give us an opportunity even for just 30 seconds to stop our minds and just go yeah it's going to be okay would you agree with that
2: uh, absolutely I, I think in a way there are kind of tests in life you know and uh, not to say that any these tests have been set by anybody but there are things that test us, you know, and part of being mindful and living in the, in the present is is not panicking and then and thinking ahead and, and, and misusing the imagination about the future, but actually and being mindful of how we behave now, you know, if we can be dignified and kind and decent and, and um, caring during this time, then that will add something to us as, as human beings. And certainly using these approaches and using mindfulness and and keeping calm because now calm heads are required more than ever before uh, or more than many times um, is is going to help us um, in in our self-development as well.
1: Absolutely. And you said, you talked about calm minds and I would imagine the word trust is is in there as well. You know, trust in, I, I don't use the word faith, but faith and trust that you know, it, it, this is going to work out okay. And giving us, giving ourselves that self suggestion, can help override. You know, there's, you and I, I'm sure, would agree. There's that, there's that little man in the back of our our head that's just chattering away. Some people call it the monkey mind, and it's not that often that it's giving positive suggestions to us. And I think if we can just, and I love the way you talked about being kind, being calm, and being rational. Um, we give ourselves that self suggestion we start to buy into it ourselves and our mind starts to believe it. And I, 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 I want to thank you for for that because that's something I didn't think of until you just said that. So thank you. And maybe maybe when we come back on the other side of the break that we're, we're up against now, you and I can, can finish this up with talking about the benefits of mindfulness, but also if we're not feeling so great physically or emotionally, mentally, if there's things we can do to help us Feel a little better, whether it's physically or emotionally, mentally. Does that sound fair?
2: Yeah, that sounds very fair indeed. All right.
1: Since Mark, I threatened Mark with that, that's how we'll finish the program up right after this break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
3: If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you.
0: VoiceAmerica.tv is online now.
3: The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state of the art viewing experience, live and on demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want when you want it.
0: VoiceAmerica.tv.
3: From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television.
0: VoiceAmerica.tv We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Oh, well,
1: Welcome back, everybody. And in this last segment of of the show today, Um, I asked Mark, I I hope it wasn't a threat, but I I kind (laughs) of put him on the spot, that I want to end on a positive note of how we can use different simple techniques, whether they're psychotherapeutic techniques, whether they're mindfulness techniques, self-hypnosis techniques, maybe not even call them techniques, maybe it's just a mindset that we develop on what we can do to help us get through this, and yeah, we are going to get through this, and come out feeling better. And actually, being better, maybe even being better for it, for having experienced this, and you can just imagine the stories we're going to tell our grandkids and and our great grandchildren. Um, this is, you know, these are unprecedented times in our world. And Mark, one of the things that came to mind is when, when I when I learned about pain and pain control techniques, I learned that pain serves two purposes: it protects us and it warns us. And once those purposes are satisfied, there's no longer a need for pain. And so that helps me, at least now with clients, when I explain that to them, it makes the hypnosis session go a little easier because they understand they don't need their pain anymore. And I would imagine that the same might hold true for fear. You know, fear serves purposes. And you started the show by talking about the fight or flight part of our brain that kicks in. But once fear has served its purpose, it has warned us. And it's trying to protect us. It has served its useful purpose. How do we let it go? How can we feel? You know, a lot of us think that you know, uh, what is it? Plan for the worst, hope for the best. That adage. That if I'm mm-hmm. not in fear, if I'm not worried, I'm not doing something. Is there? Are, are there things? Is there a mindset that we can learn to create? Are there things that we can do ourselves that can? If we're feeling in a funk. Are there things we can do to kind of get us not so funky? How's that for a word? <laughs> funky. To feel, to feel, to feel not, not so, you know, disjointed?
2: Well, I mean, there are certainly um, approaches and, and ways of attending with the mind, I think, that help us uh, stay positive. And um, maybe counterintuitively, one of those ways is to understand what we um, can't necessarily control you know so we all have a locus of control meaning that we all have a sense of what we should control and you find that so-called control freaks um will often feel that they have to control absolutely everything which is a, is a stance of mind which paradoxically makes them feel less in control you know because you can't really control yeah. the weather or, or other people's moods all the time or or and, or the, you know this or that so really thinking about what you can now control what you have control of and one of the things you do have control of is your mood and just knowing that um research found help people change their mood more reliably just knowing that actually you can change the way that you feel um, that is one thing you have control over because that's to do with you that's yours you know the weather isn't you can't control tomorrow's weather um or whether someone down the street is in a bad mood but you can control your state of mind much more than you realize you can. So just remembering that is important. Um, but also re-evoking times where you felt better. Um, Herbert Benson, uh, MD, uh, wrote a book, I think, called oh, was a relaxation response he wrote, but he talked about remembered wellness in it and the physiological response of remembering good times. You know, So even when people are ill, to re-evoke times when they were healthy and and uh, calm and happy seems to have a wonderful effect on them, and, and and we know this is true as well because when people remember times that they were angry, <laughs> their blood pressure raises, um, and and uh, the pumping efficiency of the heart drops slightly, and and, and so forth. But, you know, so your physiology will align to what your Recalling, so if you hypnotically recall in in detail a time where you felt healthy and well and calm and relaxed, then that seems to pay dividends to the way that you feel now. So we can use the past as a resource in that way, um, as well as using a preferred imagined future as a resource. Um, you know, so just think, you know, having having a, almost a sort of internal, um, you know, um, index of good times and drawing upon them, whether it was a vacation. Um, or just a, a walk that you took that, in nature that you really enjoyed and just re-evoking the colors and the smells and the touch and so forth will have an effect not just on your mind but on your immunity, perhaps, but also uh, blood pressure and optimism levels and all those kinds of things as well.
1: You know? So it really it really does affect our overall health. It, it, it is a global – our bodies are really global response magnets, so to speak, that yeah. – you know, we think thoughts, and those thoughts do drive. You know, the the parasympathetic nervous system and mm. blood pressure, heart rate, respiration, digestion. You talked about earlier. All those things can be infect, uh, infected. Oh, how's that for a Freudian slip? <laughs> can be affected. Can be affected just by what we're thinking.
2: Yes, so, uh, uh, absolutely right. And and um, so if we're feeling, but what happens also is that if someone is prone to depression, they they'll they'll tend to. Uh, recall times they were depressed before you know so purposefully breaking out of that you know it's almost as if the depression has a propaganda that feeds them you know only sort of memories or ideas or thoughts that fit the prevailing propaganda of, of the depression and if part of them can sometimes break out of that a little bit then that's extremely powerful um, so remembered wellness has, has an effect on the body and and the mind or, or remembered happiness or remembered okayness you know we don't have to think in all the nothings um sure. will have a profound effect on, on on people
1: so just by practicing that even if if I hear you right, even if it's just pretending and imagining, that you know, that has power to it, and that leads me to, to this question. I I practice tapping. Some call it EFT. What I learned is that you don't even necessarily have to believe that it's going to work for it to work, and and you know, I was a police officer. I retired as a detective after twenty five years. Cops are cynical by nature. Yeah. For 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 those people. And and I'm and I was one of them and I still look if it's not if it's not science based, research based, I kind of set it aside. So there's still that cynical part of me. For those of us who say, ah, oh, come on, Mark, this stuff does it real I am willing to try it, but I'm I'm not giving a whole lot of hopes into it. Is even if a person has that mindset of being the cynical SOB that I used to be when I was a cop, can this help? All those people, and I would say those people, I'm, I, I can be one of those people as well. Or do we have to buy into this whole thing, one hundred percent, go into a deep hypnotic state of relaxation, and then go from there in order to reap any benefits?
2: Well, well, it's, it's very interesting that um, uh, doing twenty-seven years of, of hypnosis, I have, I haven't found a particular correlation between belief in hypnosis and capacity to experience hypnosis, which is, which it, isn't isn't what you'd expect. Um, But there's also research that shows that you don't have to believe in the placebo response, uh, whereby you're given an inert substance and it kind of heals you in some way um, in order to benefit from it. So you can know it's a placebo that you've been given and you can still respond, um, you know, in a healing way, which is quite remarkable. So there's nothing wrong with being cynical, but cynicism is a belief system in itself, which we can forget. And um, you know, actually um, remembering that and being open to experience can almost sort of bypass the whole question. So So we all dream.
1: Being being mindful that we are cynical, there's another mindfulness technique. Yeah. yeah, Knowing that you are. Moving on from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and cynicism has its place in life. Of course it does. Um, But it also has its limits. And, you know, we all dream at night. And um, when, we're, when we go into hypnosis, we're, we're contacting that part of us that knows how to dream. And uh, you know so the greatest cynic will probably recount the most amazing dream that they had. and what they're That's describing that. is a very deep hypnotic experience whereby they forgot that they were lying in bed and totally absorbed in the reality of their imagination during during the sleep state right. or the dream state. So um, you know once people get a broader understanding of, of where hypnosis fits into wider psychology, then things like cynicism or unnecessary cynicism kind of kind of tend to drop away anyway.
1: That is excellent advice. Now one of the things that just came to my mind is what one of the things I share with with my clients, and um, not all the time, but i'll I'll throw it in there as a just before the re-emerging, the emerging, the reorientate whatever however you and I want to describe it as they're coming out of hypnosis, is to pretend that, so we start by saying it's okay to pretend. You know, as adults, we we lose for some reason, we just lose that idea of the creativity and to be able to pretend. And so I give my clients the permission to pretend. And that opens up all kinds of doors. And what I say to them is, pretend you're pretending. So that, that gives, okay, I can pretend that I'm pretending, and now stop pretending. And it's a little bit of that hypnotic language pattern, that confusion pattern, but it seems to kind of act as the the wedge in the door. I can get my foot in the door that way, and now I can pretend I'm pretending. Okay, uh, I can do that, and now I'll stop pretending. And it, so, we, we, I love the fact that you just validated something I've been doing for a while. So, thank you for that. I appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you for that. that that's um, a lovely phrase. I hadn't ever used that. It I, just I, seems. I, I like that. Yeah.
1: We're so afraid yeah. as adults, you know, I don't yeah. want to pretend, you know, we've been taught to pretend, 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 little kids love to pretend, and then they get to a certain age and we tell them to stop pretending. Yeah. So it's, for me, I, I think the, it's remarkable that you, it's okay to pretend is, is mm. what you're saying. Yeah. Mark, we're, we got about a minute left in the show and I want to make sure everyone listening um, has another opportunity to hear how they can find you, where they can follow you, how they can contact you.
2: Okay, well, if you go to hypnosisdownloads, which is one word, dot .com, um, you can contact us right there. And we also have uk, which you can um, find online, uh, which also you can get in direct contact with us. And other than that, um, I publish a blog every week. Um, called uncommon, uh, sort of called clear thinking for practitioners, but specifically. Um, but as as I say, the best thing to do is go to hypnosisdownloads.com and get in touch with us there, or have a look. We've got a thousand um, audio sessions. Um, you sure there. do. Yes, yeah, sure so <laughs> you may may have listened to most of them, Rusty. Um, so yeah, that, that's probably the the easiest way to get in touch.
1: Great. Mark. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for giving up. I know you're you're busy. I know you know these are. Um, uncharted territories uncharted times so I really want to thank you for giving up an hour of your time with us today I really appreciate it Mark
2: absolutely my pleasure and thank you very much Rusty for having me on
1: and next week we're going to be joined by best-selling author and positive psychology expert David Pillay we're going to be talking about and it just seems I asked David over a month ago to come on and he agreed that it just seems that that'll be a great dovetail into what we've done today everyone have a great week stay positive positive. Hear what Mark said. Play this play this over and over. Hear Mark's words. And I want to thank him again for joining us. And everyone, we will see you next week. Stay
0: healthy. Wash your hands. Thank you for joining us this week for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Your host, Rusty Williams, invites you to tune in again next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.